generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Good to go. Morning, mate. Good to see you this morning. We're going to be having a quick yarn about um, buying and selling as well, cryptocurrency. Uh, Get a few questions about those. And yep, full disclaimer. I have purchased some, I uh, got some, I think for the first time in October last year. So coming up a, a year and um, I, I haven't really moved too far from what I learned. Well, I've learned a lot more in that time, but I've still used the same things that I used in October to then buy and then hold the cryptocurrency that I've brought. So I thought we could make a quick video to answer those questions for people that uh, send an email or send in a message on social media. And I know that, Mikey, uh, you've done probably similar, but probably uh, studied it a bit further than I, so you'll be able to add some some value as well. Yeah, that's yeah, full disclaimer from me as well. Like, I'm, I I own it and, um, like, I talk about it and enjoy it. <clears throat> I like the stuff. I, I've studied it pretty deeply, but I, um, I'm, I'm a mortgage broker and... I'm a, a mortgage advisor and I'm not a financial advisor telling you to go and buy Bitcoin with all your life savings and shit like that. So, yeah, same, same here. I guess um, for me, like when people ask me, why did I buy cryptocurrency? Um, I, I don't have property. Um, I'm keen on the share market. That's my thing. I, I started looking at sort of what was happening in the economy with the amount of money getting printed and that sort of thing. And I could see house prices like running up and I'm like, shit, unless I'm in an asset that's growing as fast as property, I am to be fair getting left behind if that's what I want to buy at some stage in my future. So I kind of used it as a bit of a hedge against what might be happening in the world. I brought like a bit of gold and silver type ETFs trying to track that price thinking, well, if the world shits the bed, then maybe I need some of that. Um, so that, that was where my starting point started. And I guess I've just learned more about it as it's gone. And one thing that I noticed is that once you start to learn and understand why people are buying it, it's very evident that there's a, people just dismiss it because they're like, oh, that's a scam or that's, um, you know, that that's so volatile or that could go bust or whatever. And I spoke at an accounting event and it was with some of the smartest people from some of the biggest companies across New Zealand from finance and and there was a guy from ANZ speaking and he mentioned mentioned cryptocurrency and sort of went through a chart and was basically just dismissed it and was like, you know, I've seen an economist, a, a well-known economist do the same thing in New Zealand and everyone kind of just laugh at it. And I'm sitting here going, shit, you know, um, you guys are, are employed to be fairly smart and up to date with how finances and stuff are working in the world. Even if you don't want to hold it yourself, I'd suggest it's a very good idea to have a good handle on it. So 
it made me think for for those people that are very very well educated and getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in financial roles and they're going fuck that you know how is the average person in the street supposed to grasp this brand new concept yeah it's an interesting one it's um especially um just just bitcoin not talking about all the others but man like i don't know how it can't be talked about anymore like the all of the bitcoins added together at their current value are worth more than new zealand's whole property market um and everyone with an internet connection can access it so like new zealand's property market can't can't do that like we can't we're not going to have the government say all right anyone in the world can buy property here it's just weird that people are really close-minded to it um i think it's because of the price volatility yeah mainly like if it if it just kept going up like the share market and from to up and to the right then it would probably be different it looks like that when you zoom out on the charts um but yeah with the big drawdowns and stuff and it's still it's heavily regulated in some areas and heavily unregulated in others like the guys that can day trade it can trade on 100x leverage and it causes massive capitulation and it's an interesting one i don't know why um all economists aren't looking at it thinking what is this it's pretty interesting yeah and i think you're getting to the point now where we said yesterday for instance that um some of the big financial institutions are saying hey to their clients hey you know maybe you should have one or two percent of your portfolio sitting in different cryptocurrencies so you know it sounds like it's becoming a little bit more mainstream and potentially the wave of money is still to come yeah well look at the that video you sent me yesterday right like there's a the second largest mortgage company in america is about to start accepting that as payment on mortgages so like the adoption's crazy eh? like you've got all these guys um jack dorsey the ceo of twitter and square which has just bought afterpay for multi-billions of dollars like he's in and he's integrating it like when you have that many smart people multi-billionaires it's hard to think that it's not something important yeah mate that yeah that's that's actually one of the lines of thinking that i went down to give me a lot more confidence in it i thought shit i'm not claiming to be as smart or successful as these people but if they are if like the smartest minds and the geeks who are going to become the you know the next wave of of people that we all you know that that become the most successful if they're all working on this there's something there and i don't even need to necessarily understand it and i just carry on with my day but i'm happy to allocate some cash there it's kind of how i invest too i'm like okay if i see a good leader running an organization i'm happy to invest into that organization because i know okay they've got a good track record at this they're, they're, you know they know that they can do this so for me it's same sort of concept so um i'll just pull up while we're here easy crypto was what i used to purchase uh my first lot of crypto and my second my third my fourth my fifth my sixth i, I haven't used any other platform i haven't been massively you know into comparing who's who's got a cheaper rate and all that stuff purely because for me like that's not a good use of my time so i couldn't care if i pay an extra dollar to buy it um and i could have spent another hour finding a better way to do it and i just take that hit so i I think this is a new zealand based company that's right based out of wellington yeah it is yeah um i'm the same actually i've mainly almost always used them to buy it um 
and it's provided me a good service. So I haven't looked deeply too much into the fees. I know they're there. I've had people tell me there's other ways to buy it cheaper, but you know, like I've never ever had an issue with them. Like they've been um, pretty pretty cool. When I when I have had like minor problems, I've emailed them and they come back to me like really quickly. So for me, that's value. So I've just been using them as well. Yeah, nice mate. And I think. Um... Yeah, once you get on their mailing list as well, you start to educate yourself because they send out a monthly update and you yeah. get plenty of articles and stuff that help you understand. Of course, it's just like normal money. Um, I guess if you think about back in the day, if you had money, you'd then get a wallet, you put the money in the wallet. These days it goes usually on the old internet banking and, and you need a wallet to put that into as well. And I'll show you what we use for that um, or what, what I've used. I think Mikey would be the same. I just need to um, change my, my screen that it's sharing to. But I think on that, like one of the advantages of cryptocurrency, one of the problems it solves is that you can move money to people instantly, right? Yeah, man, it's uh, pretty crazy how how technically advanced it is now. Yeah. 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 So like if I, if, if here's the, the Exodus wallet, right? So you can... This is you can imagine it like having this as your wallet in your pocket with New Zealand dollars in it, but you can store Bitcoin or, or other cryptocurrencies in it, and it looks like an app on your phone, just like a um, an app for ANZ Bank would would look like on your phone with a little widget. You open it up and you see your stuff there, and then you can uh, send and receive transactions. But because you can do it with a uh, like a coded address or a QR code, I can send it to England if I want at 3 a.m. on a Saturday. So you can transfer uh, money across 24-7, across anywhere you like where the address is accepted and it instantly transacts. It's pretty clever. Yeah. And I think, you know, we don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of, okay, you know, what if you lose your phone or what if you lose your laptop? Like, I think with those problems, like write them down as you come up with those barriers in your head of like, oh, but, you know, because you think yeah. with this path through this technology now that somebody else would have thought of that problem and they would have solved it. So all the answers for those types of problems are there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, if you lose, like how it works is you get a code and you write it down somewhere or remember it, um, I think with Exodus, I think it's 12 words or 24 words. Um, and if you remember that, it doesn't matter if you lose your wallet, you can always log back on because the cryptocurrency, well, Bitcoin especially, is actually not stored off it. It's just coded and locked and still on the blockchain. Um, yeah. So basically, you can never lose it if you don't go brain dead and <laughs> lose lose your code. You can still get it from anywhere. Like I've swapped over phones and stuff with, with Exodus and it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, but I guess if, if your if your house burnt down, for instance, and you didn't have a copy of that, you'd potentially be in big trouble, right? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta so be what? careful. Like the whole the point of it is it's self-sovereign and you don't have a, a custodian that's holding your money. So yeah. basically your value is stored in, in your head or wherever you'd like to store it. There's um a company out there called Casa, which is what, what's called a multi-sig wallet without getting too complicated it's basically protection from that it's kind of like a, um, a will for 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 crypto so yeah. 
that's wow. there's all sorts of things if you want to go down that that path you can definitely protect it this is can you transfer to any new zealand bank via their app so i think well two things so you can basically purchase um cryptocurrency via easy crypto through paying any bank. bank yeah but then i think they might mean do can you transfer from your exodus wallet back into a bank um I guess the way I got taught was that easy crypto is like an on-ramp and an off-ramp to cryptocurrency. So yeah. you need to then use a, an exchange to then sell your um, cryptocurrency back into. Yeah, so app. the Thank best you. way I think for people when I've explained it to people is <clears throat> think of going to the airport and you need like TravelX or something to exchange your money. Like you've got a, you're going to Australia and you want to ch change over New Zealand dollars, except you're not going to Australia, you're going into the metaverse and you're buying Bitcoin. So you're going to the exchange, you're giving them New Zealand dollars um, and then putting the Australian dollars in your wallet. When you come back from Australia and you've got money left over, you go back to the exchange and then convert the New Zealand dollars, uh, the Australian dollars back to New Zealand dollars via the exchange. And Easy Crypto is, is that exchange. So you give them your New Zealand dollars, receive Bitcoin. If you want to sell Bitcoin, you give them your Bitcoin and you receive New Zealand dollars back in your New Zealand bank account. I think um, one one reason that it might have been slow in terms of like adoption here in New Zealand as well and people to care about it is because we can move funds around quite quickly, like fee-free between our mates and stuff without big problems. But mm -hmm. in some countries where you can't just move money back into a country, you'll get stung like 30% of that that amount of money, won't you? Yeah, so there's um, some really cool stats. And I, like the Western world doesn't care too much about this, but because I've studied it, it's really interesting. Um, like El Salvador is making Bitcoin legal tender um, and like 20% of their GDP is from remittance from overseas via Western Union. So like transferring money from family outside, probably in America and coming in, that makes up 20% of their GDP. They're a poor nation, right? And some of the fees on that, are like sometimes it's 10%, but sometimes it's up to 40 so if you wow. send a thousand dollars and it and it costs three hundred dollars to do the transfer, the person on the other end is only getting seven hundred bucks. And um, like Bitcoin fixes that, you know, you can send it instantly. They receive it in ten minutes and they get the full amount. Um, so that kind of stuff over time will probably pretty life changing for like lower socioeconomic countries. Um, I think the the in Tonga as well, um, they're remittance so well, basically whatever money flows in through from international transfer is 40 percent of gdp wow. you know so it's massive and like it fixes all that um in time it hasn't fixed it yet but when you've got those huge fees this multi multi-billion dollar industry built off that um it's super disruptive technology mm, i think Two things that have been really beneficial for me in terms of crypto, like even if it went back, all of them went to zero tomorrow, like I think I would be a more valuable person from what I've learned along the way. And a few things like one's just actually learning more about the economy, A, because that interests me. Um, secondly, like handling volatility and being careful of like my, oh, do I want to check it every day and stuff like that, but actually then being like, why am I doing this? I'm not going to sell it anyway. Uh, it's in, and also setting a clear plan of why you have it. But, um, you know, one of the, the other things, one, one thing I really am fascinated about is consumer behavior and like the way the world's going and what people do rather than what they say. So, 
as an example of that, we people say, oh, you know, don't use buy now, pay later. That's, you know, that those are bad products and people are getting stung and all this stuff. Yeah, but no one cares about your opinion. People are still doing it. So I'm like, if this is the next wave, but then down here in New Zealand, as always, we just ignore what's going on and carry on doing our thing and then be like, oh, fuck, how did we miss what was going on over there? You can see some of the biggest companies in the world are focusing on this and they are talking about like the next version of the world being virtual and the metaverse that you just spoke about before. And you're like, wow, I'm going to trust a Mark Zuckerberg you know, trying to run a massive organization versus some economist in New Zealand who's like, oh, what's this shit? You know, what's going on here? I'm like, I don't care about your opinion. I care about what people are actually doing and people are actually doing a lot in this space. Yeah, the behavior is definitely something to watch, right? Like it's it's not uh, different for me, like what you're saying about the people involved, like investing in a company for me personally. Um, I look at the team and like the, the people and like one of the reasons Tesla is so successful on the stock market is because Elon Musk is a disruptor, right? And people people have backed him as the one of the team members to follow. Um, Jeff Bezos, same things. Like these guys have disrupted everything. Um, yeah. And now that sort of similar group of people are coming into this space. So do you listen to – it's hard to – like take advice from anyone but if you're looking at it yourself do you listen to an economist that writes it off and says that it's a scam or do you listen to the guys that are already built trillion dollar companies yeah um i haven't i haven't sold any back out so i couldn't answer this question for liam here how does it work when you cash out is it easy converting it back to physical cash but mikey you've sold some at one stage right easy yeah i just tested it to test like the liquidity of the system so i sold out and bought back in and stuff like that and um buy easy crypto it's awesome man like you buy the coin like if i go and buy bitcoin i bought some yesterday um it was in my account what in my wallet in like 10 minutes um and then back the other way it's back in your bank account in similar time like the only thing is, is banks are closed on the weekend, unlike Bitcoin. So if you're going to do it outside of ours, it'll roll through the next day type thing. But yeah, it works. It's great. I think as well, there's an unfair advantage for cryptocurrencies that are open 24-7 when it comes to trading and stuff and attracting all those types of people compared to, okay, New Zealand Stock Exchange, 10 to 5, Monday to Friday. Sorry if you want to do anything outside of that. So like, again, just another advantage that... Yeah, it's, it's super inclusive, right? Like it, it lets the whole world, no matter if you're a hedge fund billionaire or like someone living paycheck to paycheck trying to do $5 or $10 transactions, it lets you do it at any time whenever you want. So yeah. it doesn't it doesn't block anyone out of a market. Daryl says, I use Easy Crypto and Exodus and recommend both. Any device... On or any advice on hardware wallets, I um, leave that one for you, Mikey. I think you've done a bit of research into those. Yeah, so um, there's a couple that I probably prefer. I like the Ledger, so it's a French company, and um, yeah, it's a hard cold wallet. Um, store your Bitcoin, lock it up. It's pretty cool. It's got like a um, an app as well that you can look at it through your phone, so it's stored off your phone. Um, but you can sort of call Ledger Live this this app that works. So um, it's all it's all new when you first do it, and I tested it with a small amount first to put it on there and figured out that it worked. But yeah, apparently it's very very safe. 
Um, there's a couple. There's another one that I don't have called a treasure as well. Um, but yeah, I'd probably go with those. When you go into Easy Crypto, there's a um, there's articles on what are the best hardware wallets, and they recommend both of those as well. So yeah, I think like you know, you look at Easy Crypto, they're working in this space every day. So leverage off the things that they're learning and the, yeah. the resources that they're putting out because they're going to be answering these questions like every single day for their customers. So, yeah. you know, and them and be, be close to them. They can't afford to um, provide poor advice in that space too because it would be detrimental to their reputation. So yeah. um, I'm pretty sure the volume that they're doing is rather high. Uh, I know they've I know they've just opened up in South America or Brazil or something like that. So they're they're growing exponentially by the sounds of it, which is pretty cool. Um, and if they had a whole lot of customers buy one of their recommended products, get scammed or turn to shit, yeah, that would probably not be a good thing. So follow them. Hey, um, you've got a card as well that you can actually use to spend your crypto, right? So you've got crypto nah. on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I do yeah. You can you can yeah, do it. Yeah, you just have to be careful of um you just have to be careful of the rules around transacting in it. Yeah. So yeah, just on that from the accounting side of things. So crypto is basically treated like from the eyes of the IAD and our New Zealand government, they're like the only reason you hold this is to speculate and to make money. So say you put a thousand dollars into cryptocurrency, say like Bitcoin, and it triples in price and you've now got three grand and you're like, Wow, this is mint, I'm gonna sell and I'm going to um, go back to zero, you've got a $2,000 profit there. You need to pay tax on that profit. So be very, very careful um, around buying and selling or even just moving from one coin to another. That's something that you should have a good understanding of. Um, and, you know, I think most people, they probably want to be doing this for an investment longer term and writing the how, how big is this going to get or are people going to continue to pour money into it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, th basically the tax rules disincentivize using it for a transfer of mm -hmm. money, which we've just been speaking about, which is kind of ironic because you think, well, that's what it's designed to do. But that's, I guess, how a lot of things start, right? They get then regulated because they're misunderstood. And then, you know, sometimes it takes people to come along and test that and be like, hey, you know, maybe we need to change the way we're thinking about that. But, you know, leave that to the smarter people that have got more time than us. We'll just carry on doing our, our day yeah. jobs. Yeah, I mean, I'm buying it to, to not sell it really and not purchase with it but it's um it's going to get harder and harder for them like if el salvador's made it a legal tender um like they they also have us dollars but if you change us dollars over when you come back from holiday there you don't get taxed so i mean if we wake up in 10 years and 20 countries have it as their legal tender and this catches on um it's going to be pretty interesting to argue you know yeah definitely yeah, the noise is only going to get louder, right? Simon Baker says, can you claim the losses? Then, yep. So if you are expected to return the gains, then, yes, you can include your losses as well. So say you put in ten grand and it crashes, well, you can put a $10,000 loss uh, into your tax return. So um, you want to seek some advice from an accountant around that as well, but it does work both ways. So it doesn't matter. It goes up forever. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do is I'll just pull up the... Um, as an example, Bitcoin price while we're here, hopefully that's working. So that's the price as of right now, 72038. Uh, and I guess if, if I refresh that, it's probably moving just about all the time. But as Mikey was saying before, you know, it's it's volatile when you zoom in on it. 
Um, you can see that over the last five days, you've been at 66,000 right down to 65, and today we're at 72. But, you know, the further you zoom out, you know, then if you go from five days to a month, you're 46,000 a month ago, and now you're 72. So you've almost doubled your cash, um, you know, in that month's time, the way that this is going. But even it's just it's just tracking up, right? And then a year and we see the the massive high that it got to i think it got to ninety thousand us uh, new zealand sorry 13th of april and then um it all sort of sh fell fell back a bit but since the middle of july it's been on a, a climb back up and if we go out to five years well this is all when it sort of started right and well probably beyond that and then the 17 was when it went nuts and everyone first kind of started taking notice and then went quiet and then obviously with everything that's gone on in the world over the last 18 months um, it's become a lot more of something for people to take a look at and institutions to ta start taking it more seriously as well so who knows where it will end up there's some predictions that it'll end up um, you know around a million dollars a coin two million dollars a coin a hundred thousand dollars at the end of this year US so who knows but I think this is a really good question this is the classic <laughs> got in late so may have missed something but thought oh okay thoughts on Ethereum I thought what I was going to say is like a lot of people are like okay why would you buy this now because you've missed getting in and you know that's that's how that's what often makes us stop from making decisions right like okay why start exercising at 30 because I never did in my 20s but you don't know how good it's going to be for you until further down the track so that that way of thinking is just like the classic human limitation that stops us from doing things and we think oh damn it i don't want to do that anymore the interesting thing is that's not how anybody thinks about housing in new zealand they're also convinced that it's going to go up so they're like you know they don't go oh i've missed i've missed the good price i'm not going to buy anymore it's the fucking complete reverse psychology so it's weird so you know this is what i mean about when you start studying something new like bitcoin you start to test your own thinking you're like wow i'm learning things about myself and the way i think that is completely polar opposite to how i think about different things in my life like what's going on here and you actually start to learn about yourself so even like if all of this went back to zero i, I believe i'd be a more valuable person for uh, the time i've put into this uh ethereum it's pretty pretty interesting learning curve once you once you own it because it teaches you so much about outside what you know. Um, <clears throat> Ethereum. Ethereum. I've got a bit of this, Mikey. You're um, you're a pretty big Bitcoin person rather than Ethereum, right? But yeah, uh, I, I guess the reason that I brought Ethereum was going back to consumer behaviour before, is that I thought psychology wise if people if more people take notice of bitcoin they will go oh that's too expensive I, I want the cheaper version that could like you know well there's a chance that this could go to forty thousand. so like i'd rather buy ethereum than buy bitcoin so that that's the reason i brought it i didn't really yep. do any study into what it does i just went off the things that have worked for me in my life previously around the things that humans do and it's worked yeah, out pretty well it's going to be a good ethereum is going to be a great bet over the probably i would expect like over the next sort of couple of years but i don't expect it to i don't know there's so much conflicting information on this but um i mean we can get into how decentralization works and everything and it just doesn't have certain properties that bitcoin does 
Um, but it's going to go on an absolute tear probably if it's piggybacking on Bitcoin and it has that, what what is viewed as a cheaper entry point. Um, like I would call Bitcoin a safe haven asset compared to Ethereum. Um, you know, like, well, we'll see. I, I think it's I think it's probably going to go for a, for a good run and it will always probably hang around, but um, I don't treat it as a savings account like I do Bitcoin. I treat Ethereum as a speculation. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, and like you say, we're not here to try and point people into you know, what things to be buying. Do your own research, understand those things. There's way more exciting things than Bitcoin and Ethereum that people are getting into, like Dogecoin and um, Solano. Solano, is that the, that's the, uh, yeah. the latest gun yeah. nuts. You have to be um, so careful, though, like for anyone that's like looks, goes on to Easy Crypto and sees these coins that are like a dollar or two dollars or whatever. Um, a lot of them are, are centralized in a way where um, someone makes a coin and they make the total supply of the coin uh, two trillion and they hold a trillion and then sell off the other trillion coins to the market and they just do what's called a rug pull, you know, like it boosts off the start, oh, a new coin, chance to make money. And then the owner of all the of the other half of the supply sells out and takes all your money. So you got to be careful of the space. Luckily, um, Bitcoin is divided up much nicer than that. Um, there are definitely still what they call whales in Bitcoin, guys that own huge amounts of the supply, um, but not like these other scam coins, shit coins. Yeah. Yeah, I think just be careful with this whole space, right? Because um, it's so new. So that that should always be your thinking. Like even the first couple of times that I spent money on on uh, Easy Crypto, I was like, before hitting click, I'm like, okay, Luke, you have to be prepared that this money is fucking literally about to disappear. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, but I still get the same feeling when I transfer a scary amount of money to, to somebody for the first time or whatnot. Um, yeah. So it's the same, like you kind of just, it's it's the unfamiliarity and the uncertainty that is the scary bit. But like anything, once you do it a couple of times, I can kind of, uh, you know, I, I can, uh, you know, I can understand this and you, can, you get a bit more comfort with it. So just be careful like, who you listen to. Uh, what you're doing, how you're storing your money, who you're telling about it and all those types of things because there's risks with like everything we do and it's no different with this. Yeah, 100%. It's a, um, like the, the cryptocurrency arena is like the wild west at the moment. So mm. you'll, you'll like log on and look at coins and there'll be 130% returns in two weeks and generally speaking, they do it the other way too, you know? Yeah. So you've got to be careful. <laughs> there's two people worth listening to um that that i find interesting to listen to one's a guy called michael saylor who has a company that's listed in america and he's basically um, taken all of their cash us dollars and turned it into bitcoin on their what's called a balance sheet so their company's assets so you've then got to be able to explain to your shareholders why you've done that um and and he's probably the most pro uh, for Bitcoin, yeah, for Bitcoin, person that you can find on the internet. in the CEO space, yeah, yeah. If anyone, if anyone wants to understand, like, because people will know that I've got conviction, and I probably 
started learning the most from his stuff. So yeah. like he's a CEO of a company, it's it had hundreds of millions of dollars on the balance sheet. He started realizing in COVID that uh, $400 million is only gonna be, have purchasing power of $300 million next year when they started printing money. And he tried to think of a solution and he came up with Bitcoin. And like you said, he's got to convince his shareholders that it's a good idea, but he's almost done that publicly on YouTube. So yeah. he's been on CNN, CNBC. He's done uh, streams with with people inside and outside of the industry, podcasts. Um, he's a really interesting guy. I mean, he took a, a four or $500 million position. Then he basically borrowed a billion dollars as well and put that in. And now his balance sheet value is 105,000 Bitcoin, but it's it's also gone from a $400 million balance sheet to 5 billion or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's a really, really interesting story. And he's a he's very good. He's one of the few academics that you hear talk who's a, obviously a genius. Um, and he's an engineer and a rocket scientist and a computer scientist. Um, but he's very good at articulating in a way that is, is easy to understand. Um, yeah. So very, very cool person to listen to. Yeah. Um, I think what you, what I've noticed changing over the last 10 years is that when we were growing up, right, like the best way to get ahead is is to work hard. And, and I still believe in the concept of hard work and work ethic like it's definitely helped me kick some massive goals but i heard a saying and it is that uh rich people don't work they think now whether you believe that or not it doesn't matter there's something in that and i think there's something in that that you can understand is that you can leverage you can still be a hard worker and choose to work hard but you can leverage off of the people that are way smarter than you and and our grandparents, our parents didn't have the ability to do that. As, no. an example, you know, as an example of how we do that every day is, um, you know, we'll go to the petrol station, for instance, and we will just blindly put the petrol in our car that we are told to do, and we don't go like, nah, you know what? I reckon I'm going to put diesel in today. This is going to be a smarter idea to put diesel in. Like, you don't, you don't have the smarts to know to do that. Like somebody else has figured it out for you. Same with people going to get an investment advisor. They're like, hey, look, you know, I want someone smart to help me, you know, and you're leveraging off someone else's thinking that's come before you. So the internet has allowed us to do that. Mm. And that's that's going to continue. And so people like Michael Saylor, for instance, they are so like on a different spectrum to me. And I'm like, okay, I don't need to try and be this person. I just need to... Um, do what they're doing effectively for the people that I really end up believing. And it might not be just in the finance space. It might be in social media. It might just be in nutrition or whatever. I'm like, okay, you know, how can I leverage off of their smarts? Uh, the person on the other end of the spectrum who I listen to a lot and really learn a lot from, I know you're laughing because you know what I'm going to say, <laughs> is a guy called Peter Schiff. And he is so good at explaining what's going on in the economy in america and he hates bitcoin he's like this is going to go to zero this is a fraud you guys are all so stupid i can't believe this is still going and he's like you should be buying gold i've told you for decades 
So he's at the complete other end. So what I like to do with things that I find and get convicted in myself is like, okay, how do I stay balanced and be like, this person's saying this, but this person's saying the reverse of it. How can I make up my own opinion so that I'm not just like, you know, the people out there that are like, I vote national. And and if you say anything, you know, good about Labour, I'm going to be like, nah, you're an idiot, you know. And those people, they get so stuck in one way and fuck, it just limits their life for the rest yeah, of their life. Yeah, massively. Play that out. So Peter Schiff, uh, he, he's well worth keeping an eye on as well. Yeah, there's I, I Peter Schiff, I, I follow him as well and watch his stuff. And he's like 0.5% too smart, eh? I think he's missing the boat on this one. But yeah. his, the funny thing about like the the Bitcoin community and Peter Schiff is that they all think and agree on almost everything that, that the argument is about uh, US dollars have an infinite supply, they can make more of them, blah, blah, blah. Um, gold is a limited supply. It has a, a low inflation rate of 2% a year from what can be possibly drawn out of the ground. And it used to be money and all this. Um, like there's, there's all of their arguments are almost exactly the same, except gold's returned zero in 10 years and Bitcoin's returned 16,000%. Cool. Um, so it's, it's like a, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I mean, yeah, Peter Schiff's arguments, uh, I, I listen to them and I enjoy them. There's been a couple of ones recently where he's starting to be like, I saw him post on Twitter the other day and he was like, catching a uh, private plane with my neighbor. I could have done this if I bought Bitcoin like him, like stuff like that. So maybe he is coming around, who knows? But right now he's a big hater of it. Yeah, so I think, you know, find people that um, can help you broaden your knowledge. Don't just treat cryptocurrencies as you know a get rich quick scheme if you're looking for those whatever you're doing in life like you'll end up that that will fuck you um just buy a lot of ticket every week and just hope that yeah, one day you know you, you're yeah. still going to end up worse off like you're not going to lose anything doing that even if you win it you're going to end up rinsing all of that cash and being back to square one being like oh wow you know what what a, what a, what's going on here so Every time you look, find yourself looking for a get rich quick scheme, remind yourself like, okay, what, like what's driving this? And, you know, crypto shouldn't be about that for you. It should be about learning and about investing and, and yeah, just seeing and being, being a part of it and seeing the world from a different lens and seeing what things come out of that or the people that you might meet, uh, the conversations you might have, the value you can add to the world in different ways. Um, yeah. It's actually um, like so exciting, man. Like I've met some cool people in the space and I say this to, uh, like in the article that I wrote, I say this, like the people that I know that are in the Bitcoin economy, I call it, um, are like excited and pumped up and can't wait for the next five years. It's super positive. They've got goals that they want to achieve. They've got uh, like financial literacy like everything is so cool for them. And then like in the like traditional economy, you hear people like, whoa, the stock market's at all time highs is like interest rates are going to go up and inflation's going to be expensive. And like, it's such a different thing. Like seeing the two sides of that, like, I, I mean, I've been in it for a while now and uh, 
enjoying the ride and it probably takes to be in it for a while to get to that stage but man it's i know which one i'd rather choose yeah yeah oh well that's been good mate i said we'll go for 10 minutes but uh we're coming up 40 so oh is this just a 10 minute one (laughs) sorry (laughs) uh but no it's good covered some good ground there and like we said at the start we're not experts in this there's people that know way more about this than us and you probably have to look overseas to find some of them um, but don't dismiss anything in such a weird time, I guess, is the takeaway from this. And and just see what you can learn, see what you feel comfortable doing. Um, we're not suggesting, you know, jump online and quickly move some cash into these things. Always have a smart approach about what you do with your money. Um, but we're yeah. both on it and we're just to share some of the things that we've learned in the last you know, nine months to, to 12. Yeah, I think we'll, um, we'll jump on again if, if lockdown carries on, eh, and we'll continue another chat in a bit more detail about some of the the reasons why it's catching on, and talk and yep. um, from what I've learned and stuff because it's pretty pretty cool. I, I we'd like just for everyone, like this is just us having a chat on here. It's not uh, telling you to go and buy it and stuff. But if anyone does want to read my um, article, just send me an email or or hit me up on Instagram at, at Mortgage Performance, and I'll flick it through to you. Because it's a yeah. good good entry to have a read and understand why it exists. Yeah, good man. Yes, yeah, eight eight pages to read there. I think what I liked about you doing that, mate, is you're articulating. You're almost getting all your thoughts out of your head. That I read and was like, well, anyone could understand this. Um, I'd be interested yeah. if that's because I've done a lot of study of this myself. But it'd be good to see, you know, if some people read it that are just been introduced to crypto for the first time are like oh holy shit you know what's what's going on here so um yeah i guess yeah get in touch with mike if you want to read that um just remember as well that you know our media for instance the first people they go to for commentary around the economy are economists and a lot of the time they get it wrong so you know you really do have to take some responsibility for your finances and for where you think the world's going and, and make some bets on those and that's exactly what investing is people are like you know what i'm going to bet that um auckland airport's going to bounce back from this i'm going to bet that more people are going to send stuff and main freight and freightways are going to benefit from that you know so investing is effectively placing bets on the future to allow you to have a better one yourself and at some stage you have to do that because the way that our economy is currently eroding the value of money. It's it's hurting a lot of people that have plenty of cash. Yeah, it's um well, it's also I mean, inflation hurts the lower bracket too. So it's an interesting one. That's one of my favourite topics. Maybe we'll do another forty minutes on that next week. All right, inflation topics. Well, we'll keep them going, mate. It looks like we might be in lockdown for a little bit longer too. So yeah. things people want to learn about, you know, like we're um you know, we both have to be, I guess, reasonably careful of the things that we talk about, but. You know, these are things that we are doing, so we're free to share our opinion on those. I don't like talking about things that I haven't done myself because um, then I I can't hold myself accountable when I get it wrong. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, same for me. It's, um, yeah, I'm pretty open about that I'm I'm into it and that I like it and I've learned about it. It's um, it's cool, good fun. Feel free to sing out if you want to ask anything. Cool. All right, team, enjoy your Saturday. Uh, Well done for doing some learning. And uh, in your weekend as well.